Uh, yeah, that's the the guest boy. I don't think they're charged. Just, yeah, just get that fucker, like, right up into... Like here? Yeah. Yeah, that's Mike way check. better. Why won't we fucking... Dude, the other time we had it on the other side. Yeah. You got both sticks in here, obviously. Is he back in town now? Uh, he's in Havasu right now. Okay. Um... All right, folks, uh, welcome into the Wet Jeans Podcast. We are here with a very special guest. His name is Jordan Schmaltz. He is the CEO, the CFO, the RFO, the fucking everything of Butter Golf. Um, hockey player, of course. And uh, Jordan, thank you for coming on the show. It means a lot, and we're happy to have you here, dude. Um, what's cracking, motherfucker? Yeah, well, I mean, first off, Bob, Andy, thanks for having me on the show. Uh, long-time listener, first-time caller, so... You know, I've always been uh, a fan of what you guys do, especially when you're starting up, um, you know, the show and kind of just trading DMs and when you guys were getting going. So uh, wet jeans. I'm happy to be here moving and shaking. I got this butter golf thing going. Um, yeah, man, just enjoying Scottsdale. You know what it is? Shooting 92 on the course every other, Ooh. you know, Thursday. And that's kind of what it is, baby. Yeah, you just got to get out there and swing them. Yeah, dude, I love these new hats. They're unreal. What goes into the, uh, do you design these yourself? Yeah, so those are designed by, you know, yours truly here, um, 93.1, as I call myself, Ultra Ego. Uh, but yeah, just kind of just trying to throw out product, lifestyle stuff, golf-based stuff. Uh, right now, we have, obviously, hats. Uh, we have some polos, some creative shirts. Um, and yeah, I just kind of, whatever comes to my coconut, I kind of, you know, pull out the notebook and <laughs> sketch it out. And, and that's what it is, bro. So yeah, yeah. that's our, our newest one there, the, uh, the rally cap. So you know, when the round kind of starts going uh, maybe a little south, you get a little too half lit, uh, you throw the rally cap on and it's the upside down butter. So that's what it is. Guaranteed to work. I like the uh, the, the direction you're going in kind of because golf's like clothing and styles kind of been like strict, like this, this, this. And I like, like you got the yeah. basketball jersey and you got the, like the snapbacks. So like, I feel like it's been missing from the golf apparel yeah. world. I mean, I think so. And I think there's, you know, ever since COVID too, there's been so many buzz brands, whether it's, you know, Bad Birdie and, you know, they kind of blew up and they do those, you know, tight and bright type t-shirts and their polos are a little bit louder. And there's other companies that I, you know, kind of follow like Malbon and, and some of these other, you know, creatives um, that do a cool stuff. But I still think there's, you know, an avenue to, to move and shake within the golf industry and kind of tie that lifestyle where, you know, you could be at Bottle Blonde wearing this hat or you could be on the ninth green, right? Ooh. So it's it's dual threat. Uh, it's a hybrid, like I like to call it. So yeah, no, it's good. Um, obviously, it's a more or less a startup right now, but we're about a year in and we're snapping it crispy, baby. So just so our audience is familiar with you. So you, did you, you were born in Madison, Wisconsin, and did you grow up there or did you grow up in Chicago? No, so I grew up, yeah, just outside Madison, Verona, Wisconsin, uh, hometown USA, Rob. It's got it on the on the water tower there. So, But yeah, grew up in Madison, uh, played for the Madison Capitals, kind of growing up, that AAA program there. And then, um, you know, more or less wanted a little bit more competition, maybe, you know, play on some higher-end teams. And actually, me and my brother... Um, we would commute down to Chicago uh, to play for the mission. So our parents would drive us down there a couple times a week, and, and that's how that kind of got going. I didn't realize it was that close. 
it's not that close. It's not. How no, far is it's it? It's about two and a hook. So, so you're, it's about you're two fucking, and a half hours one way. Wow. Shout out to the parents, dude. That's fucking awesome that you have supportive parents. So talk about uh, you and Nick growing up. Are you guys just kind of tearing it up and you just kind of looked at each other one day and like, we're nasty and we're going to make this thing happen? Or was hockey always on your mind like, I want to make it? How did that unfold making it to the professional ranks? Yeah, well, I mean, first off, I did, I did see those PK Subban highlights you had. That's a hell of a highlight package, right? So I think, you know, you were you were close, bro. Like, you're a good, creative, kind of right-shot D-man, more or less a poor man's Adam Fox, right? Ooh, okay, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah, yeah, dude. So, uh, <laughs> all right. But no, for, for me and Nick, I think we, dude, like, kind of like all young fellas, we just played, you know, a bunch of different sports growing up, and obviously hockey was, oh, you know, bad. one of the favorites, but um, if not the favorite, and... Yeah, you kind of just progress and, you know, you play AAA hockey, you go into junior and, and, you know, you get drafted or whatever and you're like, okay, well, maybe I have a chance. So that's kind of how that, um, you know, kind of whatever that we pursued or leveled up the ranks. Um, But yeah, I think like for me, like I was like a forward um, that loved toe drags and things like that. that I actually converted to defenseman, but Nick was always, always nasty, Mm kind of just nasty at whatever he did. Mm. Like still is just, you know, if you play him in ping pong or whatever, he's going to, he's going to dust you. Really? Yeah. He's just kind of one of those guys that's good at everything. Yeah. That's dirty. Yeah. That, uh, that reminded me of, uh, when you were talking about, well, hometown USA, what was it like? growing up there were people friendly because i don't really know many people from the midwest but where i'm from where andy's from people kind of just like spit in your face for no reason i've never really had that homey uh you know nice environment full of good people is that what madison is like is that what wisconsin's all about i think so yeah i think just that midwest feel um you know, it's a, a suburb of Madison. It's probably, you know, probably now about 12,000 people. When I was growing up, it was probably 7 to 10. Um, but, yeah, you, you know, you're just running around and doing whatever. And, you know, you got good people all around you, real nice people, people that, you know, parents that to love to tie one on and booze, obviously, because you are Ooh. in Wisconsin, right? <laughs> it's, it's deep fried food and Miller Lite till failure. So, but, yeah, no, it's it had that feel. It, it kind of had that everything. It's, um, you know, it's a great spot to grow up. Did you grow up playing golf? A little bit. I was more of a baseball player. Um, you know, I would play golf, but I would say my bro probably played a little bit more golf, hence why he's probably a lot better than me. Um, but yeah, I was more of a baseball guy. Yeah. How was your uh, base? What position did you play in baseball? I was a pitcher that couldn't throw a changeup or a curveball, so I just had straight fucking heat, straight gas. Yeah, and they'd figure <laughs> they'd figure me out by like the third inning, and then I'd get absolutely teed off on. But yeah, for those first two innings, man, I was striking out the side. I was yeah. like, you sit down, you sit down. You're gone backwards, K fella. I feel I feel like those Midwest boys can really crank some home runs. Like you got that like fucking bale and hay and that yeah. farmer strength out there. That pot you know? strength. Yeah, you know. Yeah, a hundred percent. There's a lot of farm boys, and yeah, they can uh, they can definitely piss on that ball for sure. He won the toughest Tiger Award for Little League. Yeah, my Little League. Uh, <laughs> I won the toughest Tiger Award. I was probably one of the best second basemen that's ever graced. It's like Chase Utley. Yeah, so I was playing actually in uh, Suffolk County All Star Team. It's not that big of a deal, but I was. I heard stories about him all the way from New York. Yeah, and P- playing two B. Heard this kid up at, like, this kid's just eating everything up, ground ball after ground ball, whatever it is. Like, he was pulling papers out of his back pocket and, like, reading shifts in Little League. And I heard about him, actually, yeah. like, up in New Hampshire. Just wow. absolutely gunning it over to first, like, throwing it way too hard from second base to first. Yeah. Sidearm. Side, sidearm and just fucking as hard as I can. <laughs> That'd be my, the worst position, by the way, would be first baseman. Because then, like, if there's, like, one of those ones where it's, like, a slow dribbler at a third base... 
you know that that throw has to be as hard as that guy can possibly throw. I'd be like this at first base, like yeah. trying to catch it. Like that right. shit would be. That was one position I would never play. Yeah, that's a missile coming, especially from the hot corner too. Like you never know if it's gonna. You have to scoop it or yeah, whatever. You're gonna scoop. have to eat one. Like I'm out. You know. <laughs> yeah, fuck I'm that. good. That's yeah. worse than catcher. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's uh, so. So did you have to pick growing up? Did you have to pick like all right, it's time for hockey? Like, did you like baseball better? Yeah, I, don't know if I heard that right. I'm, I'm a, little a little in the bag right now. Yeah, I mean, who, who isn't? You have a couple of Chardonnays, so what of it? But uh, <laughs> do you want to drink? By the way, we didn't offer you anything. Yeah, we have I mean, a couple. If, if you're offering, yeah, we have a couple. Do you like? Uh, hold on, I'll just tell you what, what we got. You got me something too. Yeah, what do you want? Just a beer. We have. Do <laughs> you should try one of them? By the way, how are they? Oh my god, man! They're fucking gas. I'll do an ultra. Yeah, we got an ultra. Sure, why not? Uh, I'll do the same. Can't drink wrench light anymore, so. We actually have a couple bug lights in there. Do? What's your, what's your thoughts on the uh, Dylan Mulvaney? <laughs> 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 let's, get a, let's get a little crazy in this, John. Uh, we actually have no bottle. Are these twists? Yeah, these are twists. I don't know if the mic. Those aren't twists. Is, uh, that's not a twist. I no. got, I got my teeth. Yeah, you got your teeth. Yeah. So, what are your thoughts on uh, transgender people? Like, <laughs> you guys hear? You see the wind out there right now? They're yeah, hurt. it's warm. It's yeah. actually got you a. You hear nice about out. that hurricane that's coming? To here in California, yeah, oh, we're really? kind of getting like the we're kind of getting, getting like the dandruff of really? it. Really, yeah, like secondhand the, toke. Like they, 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 they don't they don't <laughs> toke. They don't get secondhand a lot of uh, no nados over there. I've they never heard of a I've never heard of a tornado in California because those are like Oklahoma shit, like middle of the yeah 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 right in that wind bowl kind of yeah. Here's so, what I'm thinking: you take all the homeless people, right? They have a homeless problem. Yep. You kind of like you tell them, hey, there's a lot of. Uh, Things they like, drugs, uh, a fresh pair of socks. You tell them it's at the beach. You get all the homeless people to go to the beach, and you just let them take the brunt of it. And maybe it'll block the hurricane from moving inland. So you think right. it slow it down? Yeah, I like, think yeah. homeless people are wild, dude. They could probably scream at the hurricane. They probably all <laughs> <yeah>. survive. <laughs> <laughs> all those crackheads. Especially if you drop a contract like that for with a little incentive. You know, I think mm. I think you're onto something. Yeah, I I, I didn't know that California. Got hurricanes. Uh, welcome to the Wet Jeans Weather Report. <laughs> That's gonna be a little snowy today. <laughs> Do you have any restrict limitations on this? By the way, no, we have no. we have full editing. Um, I literally just say it mid show because we could just cut it out. So anything yeah, no, you need, I, cut think, it. I think we're yeah. good. Yeah. Because last time I was saying the N word last episode, like the whole time. Yeah, I, I wasn't saying it. Nutrition. Yeah, nu- yeah. Right, nutrition. Yeah. Um, it's a great word. But yeah, I saw it's kind of breezy out there. I was like, I Chris guess that's breezy. good. Yeah. Chris Breezy, what's yeah. your thoughts on Chris Brown? <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into it. Let's get into some like really old controversies. Uh, so what's your thought? Like, what did Rihanna do? <laughs> you know, sometimes you got ah, never mind. Uh, but. Yeah, so we got the UFC today. Um, I figure we're going to go out and have a couple after this. So I guess it's better to be in these conditions than fucking uh, hot as hell. So I'll take I'll take the hurricane. I'll take a hurricane right now at this point. Carolina Hurricanes. <laughs> um, so what, how was your time? Uh, so let's go back to uh, – let's go to UND first. How the hell was that? That sounds like a absolute time and a half. I mean – it's the pinnacle of hockey, pretty much, for college. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I mean, first of all, you guys got to get up there for that series with uh, UND and the Gophers. I think that should be a staple on the calendar. But, yeah. I mean, I think if you're just, you know, a, a true hockey player, you love being at the rink, you're, you know, a quote-unquote bro, and, and just like being around the guys and, you know, really kind of, you know, because there's nothing really to do in the town, right, of Grand Forks besides eat at a place that I love, the Red Pepper, and, and probably have, you know, a couple – 
you know, thousand beers or whatever you're doing. It's just, <laughs> there's not a whole lot to do, right? So the the rink is, you know, the Ralph Ingolstead, it's, it's the, I think it's the greatest rink in the world. And especially with the new res- renovations they've done, the weight room. Um, I mean, they have everything that you could ever imagine in that place. And so that's where you hang out, you know, mm. pretty much all day. And, and if you're not there, it's, you're probably, it's after a Friday or, or a Saturday night win, maybe a Sunday fun day. And you're at the place that we, we like to call the, the pita pit. And that's uh, kind of where the shakers go on. Nice, dude. Yeah. So how, when you were in college, how serious were you taking it? Cause obviously UND is a very like prestigious place to play hockey. I feel like there's a lot of kids going there that have their eyes set on making it to the league. So how, how often were you able to have fun or were you just, did you get a good mix of both or, or what was that like? Yeah, I think, you know, especially our class were just, you know, even like the three classes that we had, like kind of right in a row were just, I mean, there were some all timers in there, um, you know, in, in terms of guys and, and hanging out. So you were going to get up to a little trouble for sure. But I was kind of always a guy, there'd be guys that would go out like Tuesday, Wednesdays, but I would always try to be locked in, right? Like I was serious and trying to make the league and use this as a stepping stone. And my nights were always Saturday after a game, non-negotiable, right? So that was, <laughs> I mean, we're, we're going, right? Give me the green or I'm running the red. You so, earned it. Right. We're, I mean, that one is, that one's guaranteed. And if we usually swept, we'd have like a uh, Monday off where we kind of just do like a captain's practice. So Sunday was actually my favorite day up in Grand Forks because, you know, NFL Sunday, Ooh, you know, you get all the guys wait. around, you get a beer pong tournament going. And so that would be like the one-two punch I would always kind of buy into. And that's what most guys would do. And, you know, I honestly arguably like Sundays more than Saturdays because, you know, you wake up, you're half lit, you have one mm. shampoo effect, boom, I'm back in the cabbage. <laughs> and now I'm really going. So, you know, play beer pong, throw in an NBA jersey, maybe Livingston. <laughs> Shout out Sean Livingston mid-range. And, yeah, go from there. So, yeah, that was kind of that was kind of my thing. And then dial it in for the week and then get ready for the, the Friday-Saturday series. Yeah, that's great that you're able to, uh, you know, have fun while you're playing. Like, when, not to bring up my piece of shit, career but like i had to try my hardest and i couldn't even play d3 so that's that's a hell of a story that you're able to you know tip a couple back and sure. uh at the same time play d1 hockey i think that's pretty sick what was north dakota like in terms of like par- like going out and shit because i came i've never even been to that area of the country yep. i came in picture like is it just like one of those colleges where the the town is basically the college how are the birds I would say a lot of sevens, you know. that's good. Yeah. I expect it worse. Yeah, a lot of girls from you know Minnesota, uh, South Dakota, and then obviously you know North Dakota's got some sneaky trim. I, I won't lie. Um, <laughs> there's some decent decent girls walking around there. So, but yeah, Andy, back to your point. I think you know about sixteen thousand kids go to the school. Um, that's good. The, that's good the heartbeat of the town is obviously you know, the university and ultimately UND hockey, right? There's 45,000 people, maybe 50,000 on a good day that live there and 12,000 are going to games at the Ralph. So yeah, it was basically just kind of based around, you know, everyone lives, breathes, sue hockey. So that was the cool thing was, you know, you were the, the biggest show in the state, not, not only in the town too. So that was kind of cool um, to experience. And obviously anytime you play a game at the Ralph, um, you know, it was unbelievable and what to follow was, was probably even better. Like what was that like? going pro pretty much like yeah i mean three years at und and then um you know ultimately turned pro signed with st louis and um you know they sent me to the minors right away which i was kind of like you know like you know you want a little bit of a sniff but i didn't get anything out of camp you know what i mean not (laughs) even like you know i couldn't even smell the skunk from a mile away right normally you want a little sniff so but their their blue line in at that time was was so stacked they had guys like shattenkirk uh Petrangelo, Pareko, and you know Bob, Robbie Bortuzzo on the right Ooh. side. So it was just not a m- lot of room. So I ultimately packed my shit and you know 
went up to uh, Chicago and played for the Wolves for two years. Um, it was great, though. I kind of learned the pro game, learned what it you know kind of took off the ice, and we had a really good crew there. And then ultimately, um, you know, when I ended up kind of making it or not really making it, but being able to play games, I mean, I made the team out of camp one year um, and things like that. Um, definitely with that old school St. Louis team, um, you know, it was definitely dial it in during practice during the day but you know you still gotta have fun right it's it's a long season you gotta be able to i mean you can't be scared of having a couple right right you gotta have a couple you know that's what fuels you keep your sanity right like Like you're gonna go crazy if you're if you're just staying in every night after games i can't wait to have a couple today for ufc dude i'm pretty pumped i think the card's kind of dog shit but that o'malley fight is gonna be insane i know i'm i don't i'm just getting into ufc and what do you guys think like is sugar shane oferta gonna be able to get this done like is he (laughs) oferta like is he gonna be able to get it done or is you know what's going on here are we are we taking him or who do we like oh i'm putting money on yeah. sugar sean is yeah. it the farm or is it just a little sprinkle uh i'll, I'll put the whole farm on it i've yeah. never been afraid i'll tell you what dude. has anyone ever bet their i wonder if someone actually has bet their farm by the way like that it had to have originated from somewhere like someone had to have been like i'll bet you all this cattle that, all this cattle and corn that motherfucker beats this person yeah. could you imagine losing your crib like your whole crib your whole livelihood on on a nba bet you have to like walk away on the next monday you know with your tail between your legs like, yeah there's my farm <laughs> i gotta know? say though that's the thrill you probably don't experience much like betting everything you have on a like a sporting <laughs> event probably is like an adrenaline that is can't be duplicated by any drug that's why i res- <laughs> i respect drug addicts like they're always chasing that high yes yeah, just like gam- gambling addicts yeah like, they're always trying to get the next one and you gotta respect it if you quit you're done you yeah. can't win that's the thing about g- gambling is a different addiction entirely because you're right like if you're if you're if you say I'm done gambling, you did give up. You have to look yourself in the mirror and you have to say I did give up because gambling is an addiction where you can win money if you're good at it. So it's like, I don't know. It's I, one of the good addictions to have. If, if you're going to get addicted to something, I feel like that's <laughs> not a, that's the best one. Tell me what other addiction can make you money. Am I right? They all make you lose yeah. money, except for that one. That one's it's an anomaly. That's why I don't like. You're not really addicted. You're just not. You're not making the right bets. Right. It's definitely <laughs> yeah. like a Mount Rushmore of addictions for sure. You know, I, th- definitely that one would be like I don't even number, know who's on the, who's who's actually on the who's actual. The top, what's the top four addictions you think? So gambling like, definitely number one. Cool, <laughs> coolest like, addiction. Yeah, cool. I'd say gambling's number one. Chew is so sick. Like oh. if, if you just have just an absolute hog in your left. I side, do kind of like. Chew. Chew. I don't like. Chewing sometimes is like being around when you don't chew, like because they leave like their spitters yeah. around. Yeah, but I respect the chew right. addiction for sure. Yeah, right. I, I respect. Do you throw a couple in in there every now and then? Or? You know, I used to rob, and I had to quit myself because I probably was addicted. You know, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I started probably that hobby at about recreationally, probably about you know thirteen or fourteen. And, Jesus, and, That's uh, I did, yeah, high school is yeah, when I started because right. everybody did it, and I was. I think when other people are doing things, you should just do it too without yeah. even questioning it. You have so, to. Yeah, I mean, how else? you're gonna fit in you know yeah so that i started and then and then i just kind of wore off like i just didn't didn't have the desire anymore i hated spinning yeah. that much too it is gross it gets you know it's you know yeah. bats in the cave or bugs in the grill in your teeth it's just gross yeah it looks like fucking like gingivitis yeah it's disgusting i i chewed a couple times i was uh i was at a billet house and my first one ever i was with these two hooligans that got kicked out of the uh <laughs> you know the ojhl oh yeah yeah oh dude I had buddies that played in that they were on a team that um, dissolved. It just like fell apart. So they trickled down to our shitty little league. And I'm living with these two kids, and they're just like whacking chicks. They're chewing. I had my first Jaeger bomb with these kids. 
So they make me put in just an absolute dinger. I mean, it's a fucking Manny Machado. Like, it's literally, <laughs> and I'm, we're playing NHL, and I'm following the screen, and I, bro, I got so nauseous and dizzy. I was like, it was my first two ever. And uh, I run upstairs, and I just start puking for like an hour, and we we're drinking too. Yep. So the daughter, I lived at the billet house. Her room was right next to the bathroom. So she told her mom that uh, Rob was puking all night. What happened? And I was like, oh, I just had like a bad, bad food. I don't know. I don't, I don't remember <laughs> yeah. when they said right. Chuck out the food poisoning. Yeah, but it was from the fucking, the, the big red. The, uh, the first dip is, was, I actually oh. remember mine. It was really nice. Like, oh, I kind of crazy. You that. liked it? I, oh. I, I didn't, tobacco never really made me nauseous. Like, I remember, like, my dad growing up would let me, like, hit a cigar and shit, like, just randomly. So I kind of, and then, like, like, I never really, and when I got drunk, I'd, like, smoke cigs and shit, but I never really got nauseous from tobacco, honestly. No, I, I just remember my first one, me and my buddies, I think it was eighth grade, we ended up stealing a can of Skull Citrus from the local Sitco, throwing a chew, and I just remember just passing out on my back and just, like, looking up at the stars, thinking this this is unbelievable. Like, this, is as good, <laughs> this is as good as life gets right here. No, yeah. I am really? buzzing like Jake Muzzin. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I wish I had that experience. Yeah, it was, we, we should it was crazy. We, we should throw in a couple dingers. Yeah. Hey, Wes, can you go to get a, uh, But, no, I had a Skull Mint. Okay. Um, and, yeah, it, it was bad. That long cut? Oh yeah, dude, it was that, bad. That uh, part is also just got like just way grosser. Yeah, like man. I know like there's like a, a pecking order where like you're more of like a like I remember people like if the kids that did the pouches were like looked down upon by like the, the chewing community, but it's just so much cleaner and <laughs> yep. less gross. Yep. Did you uh, did you bill it at all or? I did. Do, yeah. Yeah. You have any uh, crazy experiences billeting? Did you like it? Did you get lucky and have a great family, or how did that go for you? I mean, no. Like my <laughs> my first year in Sioux City. I uh, I ended up like because I was in high school, so they started like so early. I was a junior in high school when I I went there, and you know I was living with this family that was was great, but I was just kind of all off on my own. Like I I kind of went up to the you know the team service person or whoever it was at the time, like you know I need a roommate here. So they ended up throwing me in this house with it was a glorified mousetrap with two other guys, <laughs> and they were great guys and still friends to this day with these um, two fellows. But this house Rob would you know it would. Like every so often in the basement, there would just be snakes that would like kind of creep through like the foundation of the house. So you get like like a three to four inch bull or three to four foot bull snake that would just like sneak through the crevices, come in like while we're playing like Xbox and all of a sudden it's like coming across your toes. Jesus, Jesus Christ. And so, I mean, this was like a thing that happened. In Where was this? Sorry, I missed Sioux City, Iowa. Okay. And. My billet dad would kind of just chalk it up to like, yeah, it's cold out there. You know, snakes need somewhere to go. I'm like, well, maybe not in the house. You know what I mean? So yeah, maybe. I ended up like having to, we'd have like this bucket. It was like an industrial sized garbage can. And I had like this Ovechkin curve that I torched from the rink. And I would just, anytime I seen a snake, I would lasso it, throw it in there and then just bring it upstairs to this guy and be like, dude, another snake. Like, are you kidding me? So yeah, that was a little wild for, for my billet stories. And then I ended up kind of taking it out on them that year a little bit, um, so when those guys left, we lost out in the playoffs. My two roommates uh, that year, I still had like two months of of school left. But backing it up to like you know earlier in that year, I was I was so mad. I was like, uh, another snake? What is going on? So every day he would get the New York Times because he was from Brooklyn. So I would throw it on top of his roof every week, <laughs> and he'd be like, I don't know, guys. Like, where's my New York Times? Like. I haven't gotten it ever. I've called the post office. They say to deliver it. Like, what's going on? And it was like, you know, five months of this. So anyways, <laughs> by the time these guys leave, the snow, of course, melts on the roof. 
and just the debris of the New York Times of maybe 60 papers just starts, you know, it's like dandruff coming off his roof. And he's like, that's what you do with my New York Times? I'm like, fella, you know, eye for an eye here. So he found out. He found out. He was oh. so mad. I'm like, yeah, bud, like snakes for newspapers all day. I'm making that trade. So he he just, <laughs> he just had no news for like five months. No, he could not figure it out either. Like, where's my New York Times? Because he loved it. You know, sit down, morning coffee. He was one of those guys, right? Old school New York. Good yeah. dude. But um, yeah, so those are uh, those are some of my billet stories. Hold one sec. Do you think they're going to pick up on the camera? Uh, probably not. Because right. the because that, the, cause that the audio isn't because only audio from these are used. All right, that's true. So fucking rude. <laughs> Trying to do a fucking show here. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's a that is a funny one, dude. That's like I would have never thought that a, a snakes could be a problem at a a billet house. No, but, no, uh, call your snake guy. I actually weirdly don't know like what animals exist in Iowa. Like what what. Like, I didn't know snakes were that common in Iowa for some reason. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, especially, actually, especially there's a bunch of long grass and shit there. Cornfields, too. Yeah. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Field of Dreams was in Iowa. Right, exactly. That's how I know that. Do they still do that? Yeah, uh, I think so. I think I don't know if they're doing it this year, but yeah, that makes sense, though, actually. I've never been to Iowa, but it seems kind of yeah. just like flat. Dude, I've never been in the Northwest, at, uh, the Midwest at all. Yeah, it's... We yeah. gotta go. Just, it's a, it's just a special Illinois, flavor, right? for sure. It is a... What's that? You've just been to Chicago, right? Yeah, which is... I've been to... You know, I uh, spent a little time on O Block uh, with the fellas, uh, but uh, but yeah, I went to Chicago. Stay, say say what you want about Big Don Trump, the man can make a hotel. I stayed at the Trump International. It was amazing. Um, just you know, doing blow with the boys. Uh, canceled my flight to come back here just to stay an extra day. Uh, Chicago has a flavor of its own, as everyone knows. Um, but yeah, I've never been to the the Midwest. Have you? Have you been out there? Just Chicago. Dude, let's make the North Dakota thing happen. Are you going to go for sure? Oh, 100%. Yeah, okay. I'll be there. Yeah. All right, yeah. yeah. Well, and they're playing Minnesota, so that's going to be a big deal. That's gonna Holy be... shit, that place is going to be rocking. Yeah, it's going to be rocking. And, I mean, you guys could obviously, you know, do whatever. Get some content, you know, obviously hit a party up. You know, get the full experience, as I would say. So, yeah, that would be you, great. What's it like going back there for you? Are you, uh, you get a lot of... You're alumni, obviously. You kind of just walk in. They're like, whatever you want type of thing? Or, like... When it comes to tickets or bars or how does that work? I think tickets for sure. Um, one of my good buddies, Uncle Rico, shout out Uncle Rico. He's like the uh, like in the Champions Club there, so he can kind of make things happen in terms of tickets. But honestly, I haven't been back for a game yet. I've I mean, still been really? playing, so I'm not re- I'm not retired, but you know, I'm kind of. I'm sniffing around. You know, I'm not going to retire on the show right now, but uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. So that now you're retiring on yeah. the show. <laughs> Straight out of wet jeans, George Schmaltz goes down. Same uh, podcast we're talking yeah. about like gambling and yeah. down goes swish. Um, but yeah, so it, you know, I don't think I'm going to play. We're trying. To, I'm kind of trying to figure that out, but um, definitely, I haven't been back since I you know stepped foot in that arena as a player so wow for a game but it's gonna be uh pretty electric it's gonna be rocking dude i can't imagine oh, yeah. being a player too and playing in those series you must have been extra fired up like just to did you guys get the better hand when you played minnesota how was it i know you guys were nasty yeah we wow well, we were like i think my career we were oh two and one not perfect remember that game in philly in the frozen four when we lost with like 0.6 seconds left yeah i was watching it was yeah. on espn yeah. yeah that wasn't perfect so that kind of just like burned every relationship i probably ever had with any minnesota guy i just i just can't stand those guys you know what i mean i don't know why i got maybe one buddy that i like you know but really? I, I don't know it just you know it still just stings the I like that. losing those guys is. yeah i keep it old school right you know yeah. it's just not tummy sticks you know right. so yeah. i feel like there's not a lot of that anymore man like you go to you go to a game and there's guys chatting on the red line like every game I, just, I hate that no one know? wants to hurt each other anymore i know 
I, listen, I'm, I don't want guys to get hurt, right? But when, no. when Jake Truba lays his elbow into a guy's head, yeah. I kind of like it a little bit. I, I'm like, you know what? I'm sorry that guy got hurt. But I mean, yeah. It's, that's hockey. Sometimes I always say you got to bring the criminal element, right? you yeah. got to have an element of fear out there. And I'm not even a guy that would, you know, throw both ways or even had a decent chin. I just, you know, <laughs> I, I was a skilled guy, but I still had that element of like, you know, fuck you. Like, this game's on. Yeah. I don't like you. You know, yeah. we're playing hockey here, boys. You know, this is a contact sport. So it's lost a little bit, but still at the same time, when you got a guy like Truba, who's clearly probably headhunting, right? Oh, like, yeah. You know, Big like time. He, not that he's doing it, you know, consciously or whatever but he knows where that chin is for yeah. sure <laughs> he's, a, he's a chin seeker. yeah like, he knows yeah. where that chin is <laughs> like I, I and i said it i don't like guys being unconscious on the ice no. but there's something about when his elbow just hits someone <laughs> directly in the head yeah. it just makes you like be like this guy he's here to play yeah he's I, here to fucking play yeah, i bet his chick loves it too she yeah i think didn't she say something this might be a i might be making this up in my own head but new york the media was really getting after him not yeah. in new york uh, i think it was Who'd he hit? He hit someone direct. That, so many guys he well, hit directly. Timo Meyer yeah, in, in the playoffs, he did. Yeah, it might have been that. Been that. And I think his girlfriend or whatever, someone came out with a statement like, no, he's actually a really good guy. Yeah, I bet he is. Right. But at the same time, this is the NHL, dude. Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah. And the, the cup's on the line, right? It's, you know. Yeah, it's important. I feel like that's like, <laughs> that's like a picnic. normal thing. Like, guys that play with that edge are usually still like good guys off the ice and shit. Like, who's For someone sure. that people wouldn't expect is a good guy that you like you played against or played with or something like that because like tom wilson like he yeah. plays like with an edge to him yep. ever, but like i've heard he's a beauty i don't yeah, like him for sure I, I don't know i think like <laughs> i don't even i well, I mean he just he just inked an insane deal he did that's yeah, an, like, like, nice like yeah. kind of like what do you what are the capitals kind of doing here right sort of deal but yeah. yeah they're like in between like a rebuild and like trying to go for it all still when they got ovi and he yeah. just backs up the brinks trucks but I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to think like every fighter that, you know, you kind of play with or even any guy that just has that edge or, you know, they're normally pretty good guys, right? Like, yeah. yeah. Even like a, a Cassian or, or some of these guys, um, you know, old school beauties that just that's the role that they play and off the ice or, you know, they're totally different. So you're kind of trying to I mean, it's more or less it's not WrestleMania, but you are playing a role, right? Like you, yeah. you are like to, to make that money to make seven figures. You you clearly know what you have to do out there. It's probably, you know, have a borderline hit, maybe get in a fight and keep everyone <laughs> honest on the ice. And if someone puts my best player through the third row, well, OK, now I'm stepping in. You better right. have your fight strap on. You better so. have that chin. Yeah, t- tucked. chin tucked. Cassian's got a chin. He does oh, have a chin. That's a throws tough both way. ways. Throws both ways. <laughs> does throw both lefts, rights, uppers, downers, whatever you need. <laughs> yeah, I think that's so fucking cool to be a guy like that, man. Just like, a nail gun like that. Yeah, dude. I like. I'm such a pussy. Like I could never do it, dude. Like, Same. Yeah. Just because like, you know you're going out there and. You know, and you don't know who, you don't know when. Sometimes there's, you know, you know you're going to go a guy right off the bat. But yep. sometimes you're just walking into the, the wolf's den, and you, you're just like, whoever looks at me is right. getting like, it. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at chins right now, and if it's yours, let's go. You know, yeah. like, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah, I don't have that in me. Did you ever drop them in the league at all? You know what? I, I never dropped them. I, my first year in junior, there was this line brawl. Um, some I think we were playing the Lincoln Stars and these guys were just full of criminals that year. Well, they were every year. It was insane. So this somehow one of our guys takes out like their best player's knees and we're we're playing in Sioux City and all of a sudden they send five fighters over the boards. I'm like, holy fuck. And I'm looking at my coach like, dude, I'm sixteen. Like, get me off the ice. Like, I got a cage on right now. Like, you know what I mean? Like I can't even throw technically. So they send out their five fighters and, you know, four guys grab four guys, they just like flip it in. 
whistle, tweet, and all of a sudden they just bull rush our goalie. I'm like, oh my God, it's on right now. And this guy named Dax Lowers, who just came back from the army, he was 6'4, I think he was turning 21 in about, you know, a month or two, you know, 220. And I was like, you know, 5'11, 160 at this point, just grabs me. He's like, we're going, but I'm like, no, we're not. And he's like, oh, no, we are. So I take off my helmet. With my cage on, and I'm like, you know, kind of go for the little flow, you know, get it, make sure it's in order. And by the time I could even like square up, he hit me with the left so hard right across my beak and just cut me open, broke my nose. And I was like, hit like a by a stunt grenade. And then I ultimately just put the seatbelt on him, you know what I mean? Just grabbed on and just held for dear life. And like, you know, at this point, I think my head's almost in my jersey, and I'm just kind of grabbing on. The, the fight's actually on YouTube. It's hilarious. And the, re- and, the ref, and the ref finally gets in there. It was pink in the rink night, too, so it was, you know, cancer night or whatever. And the ref finally, like, I'm like, come on, someone get in here. And they're like, he finally, like, gets in there, and I get to the box. I don't even know what happened. I think I got hit by three before I even know what the fuck happened. So that was, like, kind of, like, put a halt to, like, if I want to fight or not. And yeah. then, you know, over the years, like, yeah, I was, you know, just on top of the PP kind of running that thing. So I wasn't, uh, you know, technically throwing both. I saw a highlight of you. I think it was from the U show. I think you were playing, uh, but you had a sick, it was, you toe dragged a guy and just fucking buried it. I yeah. don't know if you remember that play. You're wearing a black jersey. Yeah, was, I think it was Green Bay. It was, um, yeah, that was, I think that was an OT winner. And then, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. The crowd yeah. went crazy. The fucking lights yeah. went on. I think all. it was New Year's Eve because I remember that. I was like, oh, my God. Because I knew my parents were out of town in Madison. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, you know, my plan was to, like, get this game wrapped up because it was an earlier game and then go back to Madison while they were on the road with Nick and my sister. And I was going to throw a shaker back at my <laughs> parents' place because Green Bay to Madison was only, like, two hours. This game goes to bonus hockey. I'm like, holy fuck, fellas. Are you kidding me? I got to get out of here. Like, First like, shift out there, I end the game. I'm like, all right, skate right to the locker room. All right. <laughs> yeah, you just tell yeah. it like, you know, just yeah. skate right yeah. up. Let's get, in the, let's get in the car. Let's head south. I got my buddy Louis firing up. Hey, fellas. Go over the garage codes eight four eight four. Let's get this shaker going. So, you get one going. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Parents found out the next day, obviously, but it was pretty funny. It was just absolutely trash. But hey, <laughs> had a hell of a time, dude. You had the OT winner though. I feel like yeah, that's kind of I mean, like listen. I'm only a goddamn human, right? There's only so much you could do. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that's feeling like, but I would do the same thing. I imagine. So you love the NBA for those of the people that don't know the association. How did <laughs> how did that come about? Where you grew fond of uh, the association? I I just think like always watched it growing up my dad was a basketball player you know not at any level he played college football but you know we had season tickets to Wisconsin Badger games for basketball and hockey and we'd always go to basketball games and then from there you know you watch the association guys like Kobe and Rodman and you know whoever it is and I just the lifestyle is just hilarious you know what I mean like just (laughs) what they come in with you know you're rocking a chinchilla mink you know some fucking sick ass shoes you know you're dripping in everything possible and I don't know, just like Iverson, some of these cultural icons. It was just, it always, I thought I could relate to it because it was just funny. And I, you know, I honestly kind of dressed like that a little bit growing up, you know, a little bit of a wankster. So mm-hmm. I used to do um, that. I, I was, you too. know, I had, all, I had the all like AI's jerseys and shakers, like my favorite player. Yeah. I just liked how much fucking swag he had. Like I wanted cornrows so bad growing up. I said this last episode, but part of being white is thinking you're black for like a solid three years. Yeah. When you're like 100%. 11, yeah. when you're like 11, you like want, like you do think you're black. Yeah. Like when I would, I would go hoop with like the, you know, we do like whatever I'd hoop with like the high school team or, you know, whatever it is in the summers run fives. And, you know, I'm showing up in a do-rag. You know, do, do I know why? I'm not sure, but that's what I got, right? Because I'm keeping that do tight. Yeah. And that was just the association. I, and aside from that, I just, I love watching basketball. I think it's a great sport. 
what they get paid is hilarious. Christmas <laughs> Day in the league, you know, when they have the slate of games of oh, five or six. Like, that's the best day in sports for me. You just wake up and you're like, oh, my God, I got five, six games to bet on. And it's usually the best teams. Like, so that's always been cool. And, you know, watching these LeBron runs and it's an whoever it is, it's what a league fella. Yeah, I actually, uh, you know about this. I do Christmas unders, which yeah. is kind of like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's yeah. it's at first I was opposed to it because like, dude, there's nothing. I love seeing a guy step back and just hit a three and just yell the N word. Like, you know, <laughs> like there's just something about it like that, like you said, swag. Um, but Christmas unders is something I got into two years ago. Yep. So like you said, I wake up make a little a stiff white russian like one that's gonna clog my entire like oh, i'm gonna be bar i'm gonna be screaming on the toilet later uh but anyway i pour a nice ru- white russian and me yeah. and my brother bet christmas unders yeah. every game under it's unbelievable um, we go crazy with guy fucking bricks it's like unreal but it sucks because they're so like that they're com- so good because they're so automatic like that compared to call like college basketball is way more infuriating because they're just not nearly as good like b- at basketball has to be the biggest discrepancy yes. between skill levels between hundred percent right because it's it's not it's night it's almost not even the same sport like no. they make everything in the NBA they and do. they just a lot of players don't make shit in the in college like no. shots they should be making you think but it's I mean that's what happens I guess when you only have five players on a team yeah it, it's crazy like I can't even watch college basketball anymore like March Madness compared to the NBA is like. Like you said, it's just everything's a bucket, you know, and the offense is just so much more pure and just how they run it and spread the floor. It's it's a way better game than, you know, what the college has to offer. So association or bust, baby. Yeah. yeah. I, I, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think it's like it's almost like liking two different sports because yep. they're just so different. Kind of yeah. not so much like NFL and college is still somewhere, but it's also kind of different as well. Yeah. The way they the style that they play. Like, yeah. I went to a uh, NBA game as a kid and uh, was lucky enough. My family got given these four tickets, and the warm-up is oh. hilarious. They are blasting music. These guys are just, like, goofing around. Uh, one guy gave me a ball. I, I think it was Brooks Lopez. Uh, Unreal. Yeah. Like that might, long ago? Maybe not him then. I don't know how old It was he someone like that. Just yeah. literally flipped me the ball and said, yeah. shoot it. In the middle of a, a warm up like, in the association, oh, really? Like, yeah, it was awesome. I literally shot the ball. One time, I went sick. to a, one time, one time, went to a uh, Harlem Globetrotters game, and they were. I was like a young gun, and they were looking. There was a packed crowd, and they were looking for someone to come on the mm-hmm. court and spin the ball on their yeah. finger. And I didn't want to do it because I was super scared. And they fucking picked me, and I went out there, and, and they spun the ball on like a on my finger, and it was going. And I got so fucking scared how loud the music was on the floor that I ran off the court. <laughs> like someone probably remember someone, some random person probably remembers when that time they saw a little kid run off the court because he was so scared. Yeah, are you a Bucks fan? You know what? A little bit. Ever since their championship run, a little bit. Um not I'm gonna be honest though Rob not not a huge Bucks fan I, I don't love like their style of play Giannis is a great player but like he just he just doesn't do yeah. it he's not silky you know what I mean like my favorite players you know especially like in the last you know seven to ten years like a guy like J.R. Smith right mm. who will smoke probably two or three spliffs before the game <laughs> Beauty. He shoots a better shot when in a hand in his face than his, you know, when he has a, just an open open look. And then he's probably going to get a little faded at halftime and come out and just be a microwave off the bench. You know <laughs> what I mean? Just instant offense. So guys like that I love. Obviously Livingston. Um, I like watching LeBron, but 
you know, I'm not the biggest fan of him. I actually really like Joker, uh, Jamal Murray, a.k.a. Jamal Furry. He's a good player. Real hairy dude, but he's a good player. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, no, I'm more so just fan of the league. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't have, like, a team that I love. I just love, like, the characters, man. It's, right. it's hilarious. It is funny. Like, did you guys see what James Harden just did? Yeah. Like, yeah, that was so cool. He's at a, uh, like, a charity <laughs> event in China. Yeah. And then out of nowhere, he's like... I will not play for the Sixers. <laughs> like, how sick is that? What is? It's unreal. It's like it's like you're playing a 2K character, and you kind of have an option on the screen of what yeah. to say back to your agent. Like, you can tell him the fuck off, or whatever. Those guys really do that shit. He called. His, I admire that. He called the owner a liar. Yeah. You know what I mean? well, what's the owner's name? Do you remember? It's uh, it's either Daryl or Dan Maury. Or, I think or, it was. I think yeah. it was Daryl. Daryl. Yeah, Daryl Maury yeah, is Darryl a liar, Moore. and yeah. he goes. Once again, <laughs> Daryl Morey is a liar. Yeah, like how he said it again, like as if that was the, like, you right. can't just like re- rewind it right, here yeah. again. And they're making like 40 mil a year. I mean, Jalen Brown just signed for literally 305 over five years. I mean, that's 16 a hook a and year. And he can't even dribble with his left hand. He can't go left. And I don't even know if he's a good number three option on a championship team. And he's getting 60 sheets. It's like, what a league, fella. <laughs> that's so, such an awesome like, league. Like, that how is sick so is that crazy. league? You know, you show up half cooked. Oh. You yeah. enter a game, and you know what I mean? Like, the regular season's whatever. Playoffs is actually good in the last, like, you know, couple of rounds. But, like, regular season, man. Like, Anthony Davis won't play unless he's 110%. <laughs> Chuck Barkley literally calls him Street Clothes Davis. Yeah. Look at Street Clothes over there. It's like, oh, my God. It's like, like, look at Street Clothes again, you know? Must have a sore back. You're so right. Dude, to anybody that doesn't like the NBA or uh, isn't a fan of it, I would recommend getting it. Like, pay attention to the guy. Follow him yeah. on Instagram, right? Like, like it, it, you're, it's a great point. They're different. Like the it's, way they walk in, the way they blow their whole paycheck too. Like I love it's it. So, it's just such a player run league. And like, I think like hockey doesn't have to go full to that spectrum, but like it could be somewhere in the middle there where, you know, like guys are like, have a little bit more say or they can wear whatever they want to the, to a game, you know, mm-hmm. like you should be able to drip when you're walking into MSG. Like, right. At least they're going you're in, in the league now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like you're you, you're making millions of dollars. Like, let me wear these fucking you know Dolce Gabbana. You know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> let me walk in with Gucci. Let me, yeah. Let me show up like I'm Rod Tidwell. Right. Let yeah. me wear. Let me get a neck tattoo. Let me wear some <laughs> Louboutins and walk in. Like I the N- the NHL definitely needs more personality for sure. But I don't. At the same time, I don't blame guys because you know the media gets on them and right. stuff and for sure and all that shit. And it's but, very old school, just in terms yeah. of like general managers owners and but i think it's going in the right direction yeah i think besides gary not paying the players because i'd love to see mcdavid get paid like 50 mil a year how funny would that be i mean he like, should be he he's should be he's the best yeah. athlete in the world you it's know? insane i mean if Jalen brown's getting 60 he should be getting 300 <laughs> yeah, like, let's, let's be honest here what is going on gary yeah uh obviously it's not just the gary problem there's a lot of uh you know hoops to jump through but um yeah, that's a great point. I mean, they deserve it. I mean, the, after taxes, and he's in Canada, McDavid's got to be taken home, like, what, six? Yeah, seven? probably, yeah, six, five, seven, yeah. That's not enough. The problem with the no. NHL, I think, is that they don't get in enough trouble. So there's not enough <laughs> yeah. people talking about it. Right. Like, that's why, right now, the only NHL content you're seeing is the players' weddings. Right, yeah, that's There's tough. no one Brutal. getting DUIs or shit like that or, like, right. 
like aggravated assault with a weapon. So it's just like, what are we supposed to talk about? You almost forget that hockey's a sport over the summer. Yeah, you do. But like, uh, fucking baseball, football, NBA. At when in the off season, there's guys getting into trouble, like driving boats drunk and shit. Yeah, like yeah there's guys having relationships with girls that are 15 in the Dominican Republic. Yeah. There's guys that are robbing banks. Like, yeah, like, you know. So like, you're always talking about it. So right. I think Gary needs to have like a talk with the player and say, don't be afraid to do some illegal shit. Like, right. go. go crash your car a little bit yeah do a little blow. I mean, do a little, don't be afraid it's kind of, of blow it's tail's oldest time right all press is good press exactly so, like so it's something yeah. to consider something to consider for sure <laughs> no you that's a great point like nhl players have to start becoming felons Ca- start causing <laughs> trouble yeah. and like not even a, a dui doesn't even really make anyone's eyes bad yeah, it doesn't move the needle like but... beat the bag out of somebody yeah like i'd love to see an nhl player just beat the fucking bag out of a, like a homeless be- person for no reason at like, <laughs> yeah, at, like it would a be red great. robin or some shit or yeah. like yeah at a red robin like when that cane stuff came up everyone's like oh he beat up the taxi driver have you ever been in a taxi the drivers are awful yeah. I'm glad he beat the shit out of them. Also, don't they have? How do you do that? There's like gla- they always have glass. It's glass. Yeah. <laughs> Keep be- beating a taxi driver is insane. I'm not a fan of violence, but if I had to assault somebody, I think a taxi driver is a good one. Especially in the, that was pre Uber too, so they were doing that thing where they would purposely take you the wrong routes, knowing that the charge yeah. would go up. It was pretty much a career, right. so you never really know. Yeah. Yeah. But, well, I guess we just figured out the marketing plan for the NHL. <laughs> Stop posting weddings. It's insane, dude. I'm happy you're, you know, you're whacking the same chick forever and right. you guys are happy and you're doing great. That's amazing. But it's just like, I, it, you know, it's not that interesting. Yeah. Like it doesn't move the needle for anyone. It's just like, okay. Right. Yeah. yeah another another go, shutter. Yeah. And summer's the time to, to get people to talk about hockey because it's, yeah. it's the biggest off season for like, like there's only like two sports on right now. So right. yeah, that's a great point, dude. I think we got to, who, who the hell could we, uh, you know, ask to cause some trouble, though? Who would take the brunt of that? A guy like Cassian, maybe? It throws both ways. <laughs> He's a good family man, you know what I mean? So I Oh, that's right. I don't know, you know. I'm not sure, but even just guys getting out there more, you know, just doing whatever. Like, show up to an F1 thing, maybe with your shirt off or something. Ooh. Yeah, at least party on You know, like, yeah, exactly. Or just, like, you know, how other athletes kind of get in the mix of, like, you know, that, that Messi's first game. How sick would it be if, like, McDavid is down there shaking him up, you know? Yeah. That's good press, you know? That's a good point, actually. Like, just different things where you can kind of, like, connect the dots and be in there culturally with all these other athletes. I think that could go a long way. Yeah, like, go to a for like you said, go to an MLS game with a different chick than your wife. And get, get caught. <laughs> Side you action. Know? Feel like, oh my god, so and so is out with a different chick. Like you know, get crazy. I would. Shit, yeah. I'd probably be dead if I had that kind of like, <laughs> fucking like. I don't want to say clout, but I guess like money and and skill. Yeah. Uh, I I salute the guys that are disciplined enough to yeah. not do that shit. Because, dude, let me tell you something. I would be cheating so much, dude. <laughs> That's how I know that I'm not built for that lifestyle. Because in my head, when I see a guy get married young, I go, what a big mistake. And in the NHL, <laughs> what are you doing? But, like, maybe they love this girl. Right. But in my head, that's just not, that doesn't register to me. To me, if I was in the NHL, there's no chance I would get, like, I would be wielding it. I'd be in my, yeah. I mean, every town I'm traveling to, Instagram DMs, you know. Yeah, firing, <laughs> firing them off. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, big time. Yeah. Nothing in chicks. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Champs has got his bullpen in every city. He's got the middle. Re- he's got the middle reliever, the right arm sidewinder, like a three ERA. Yeah, yeah. the knuckleball specialist. Oh yeah, yeah. Timmy Wakefield. <laughs> oh shit, dude. All right. Well, I mean, we're at fifty minutes. You guys want to wrap it up, or what do you guys? Oh think? shit, that went by fast. Yeah, whatever, man. Yeah, I don't care. I'm fucking so dizzy right now, dude. Are you? <laughs> yeah. Room spinning. I'm fucking. 
I'm fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Did that beer take you to just take your way back? Yeah. It, yeah. Like midway through the beer, I, like we're going to edit it, obviously. But there's a couple sentences. I was like. <laughs> 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 I was like, what the fuck am I even talking about? Um <laughs> But no, dude, we uh, we actually don't edit that much. Like, yeah, I like that uncut. Yeah, I mean, there's sometimes like when I look directly in the camera and say, "What's the play here? We got UFC in a couple hours. What time is it? You guys got it's, the time in there? It's gotta be like one. Oh, dude, it's Kala time. You ever been to Kala? I have. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if I've done a matinee shift there though. I oh. like to get my wheels dropped off here at uh, you know, maybe like a seven minute pit stop, and then I'm good to go. Yeah. So okay, it's, good, it's a good day spot. Yeah. Egregious. The rate. It's insane. Like we, when we go there, we're the only two dudes in there. It's all yeah. girls. Okay. All babes, and all they're babes. all just begging for it. Yeah, they're all just like, please have sexual relations yeah. with me. Yeah. But it's a good spot. <laughs> good spot. Yeah, it's fun. We gotta we gotta figure out what to do with UFC though. Yeah, I don't know. Do you uh, like to watch UFC in public, or do you kind of like like to be in a setting where you can actually watch it? Because I feel like in public, it's tough to really get dialed in. Yeah, I mean, I think you're right there. Like, one time I watched at, you know, Boondocks, and I was, like, looking over my shoulder. Like, every five seconds, is some guy just going to sucker me? Because, like, the testosterone is so up, you know yeah. what I mean? And you got guys walking in with affliction shirts and, <laughs> you know, seven, seven of all mankind jeans that are white and ripped. And I'm like, holy fuck, like, I better be tied down right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? I better have my fight strap on because I might get cold clocked. But I'm, I'm good with either, you know? I'm good with either. I can watch in a, in a personal setting. But, yeah, I mean... I don't have a barbed wire tattoo or, you know, a loaded handgun on me, so maybe a private setting is better. Yeah, the 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 crowd here is interesting, man. Like, it's hilarious. It's very, it's very, it's changed. We we talk about this a lot. It's very uh, trashy, um, but I mean, it makes it keeps things interesting. You know, you got to keep your right. kind of keep your chin tucked, and uh, <laughs> you, do, you don't want to let your chin be hanging out at Boondocks. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, you can't keep that thing tucked. I'm walk, I walk around Boondocks <laughs> like this, yeah. just hiding your chin. Right. <laughs> It would be so cool to like walk in boondocks though and just sucker someone. Yeah, that, like, that's you shouldn't have had your chin there. You shouldn't have had your chin there. Holds up in court too. Judge like Imagine you had a hat with a chin strap on, like a football <laughs> helmet. <laughs> just in case your ting, chin got tested. Should we wear <laughs> like how sick would that be? Wear you, a mouthpiece. You have a jaw protector on your hat. Wearing a mouthpiece would be funny because you'd have to take it out every time you drink. Yeah. But all right, man. I guess we could wrap this up. Uh, thank you for joining us and shooting the shit. You're more than welcome to come on again. Um, hopefully we do this again soon. Um, yeah, dude. Thank you. Yeah, no, it, was, <laughs> it was, uh, it was great boys. Thanks for having me. We'll have to, we'll have to run it back once hockey season or whatever gets going. So let's do that. Thanks again. Friend yeah. of the show as always. Go to butter. Is it, but it's butter.com, right? Butter.golf. Yep. Butter.golf folks. Um, you know, you're looking at the hat, go on the site, cruise it. It's great stuff. Uh, you know. Made by yours truly right here. Uh, you know, there's great people behind the uh, the merch. Yep, check it out, folks. Uh, that's IG2 at Butter.Golf. And, yeah, we got some NHL players wearing it. We got, you know, the fellas at Wet Jeans and everything in between. So go check it out, baby. Adios. That's a wrap. All right. I think it's pretty good. I mean, who knows, but.